0: Welcome to the Compliance Time, AML and Financial Crime Podcast. Here, you can learn from compliance experts, enthusiasts, and creators who are contributing to the fast-moving and dynamic field of financial compliance.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Compliance Time. In this episode, we will be on a hunt to learn how to pick the best AML software. My guest on the show is Oleg Zayet, the co-founder of AML Hunt. Oleg is an experienced AML and compliance professional currently located in the Czech Republic. He is not only the co-founder of AML Hunt, but also acts as the head of AML of a financial institution. Before we begin, let me say a few words about AML Hunt. This is a global database of AML and KYC software that can be used as a comparison tool. You will find a link to their page in the show notes. And now, let's hear from Oleg. Hi, Oleg, and welcome to Compliance Time. I'm very excited to talk about AML Hunt today and um, a little bit more about technology. So, welcome.
0: Hello, Denita. Thank you for inviting me. It's a great pleasure being here today with you.
1: Thank you. And let's start by telling us about yourself and your compliance career.
0: Okay. Um, well, uh, you know, People usually think that a career in compliance is pretty boring, (laughs) but it's not exactly my case maybe, uh, because for the past 12 years uh, I've switched a lot of institutions, a lot of positions and gained pretty interesting experience, I believe. So uh, I'm originally from Ukraine and that's where my compliance career started. Uh, I joined a compliance team in 2009 Uh, Actually, right after the crisis of 2008, uh, when the financial institutions, you know, suddenly realized that compliance is an important issue. Um, As I've already mentioned, I've cooperated with many financial institutions in different jurisdictions. It allowed me to gain a broader view uh, on how the system works. And um, like, to be honest with you, the system was far from ideal at that time at least so i continued my journey journey and tried uh, to apply in practice all the knowledge experience i collected Uh, in course of my uh, career i received several promotions and ended up in the czech republic as head of the ml unit uh, one of the biggest international banks Um, i'm certified ml and international sanctions specialist and Actually, I really like what I do because uh, it makes great sense to me. Uh, people in AML field literally make the world a better place, I believe. Uh, and they, every day, uh revealing bad guys and uh, restricting, restricting them from the financial system. So I'm proud to be a part of this club, let's say this way.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. I also got uh, you know into AML precisely about that. When you finish your job, you know that you done you did something really good, and maybe you caught the bad guys <laughs> or uh, reported on them at minimum, right? So, yeah, uh, I I find that people who enjoy AML and compliance really have the similar thinking that you're doing something for the greater good. But exactly, you are now also doing something with AML hunt. Tell us a little bit what that is. What is ML Hunt and uh, what is its mission? Let's start with this.
0: Okay, sure. Yeah, uh, ML Hunt uh, is a startup I launched launched recently. And um, well, let me let me maybe begin from the, uh, from the beginning, from the idea, uh, because uh, as it usually happens, an idea uh, of this startup came up from personal experience. Uh, one of my previous employers decided to implement a new AML software uh, or maybe to be precise decided to get rid uh, of the old one because it was terribly inefficient. So I've got a task to find uh, a software which meets our requirements, our needs, which is really one to our size uh, and complexity of our business. So um, I performed a basic research and... At some point of time, I suddenly realized uh, that email software market is booming and there are hundreds of email software vendors out there. Uh, Each one provides some solution and naturally each one claims its solution is the best, of course. Yes. Uh, So uh, it was kind of a challenge for me to pick the right type of email software for my employer. And uh, I ended up creating a large really large Excel spreadsheet for the comparison of different software solutions. Um, Honestly, again, it wasn't the most exciting task I've ever had. (laughs) And uh, at some moment of time, uh, I was thinking that it would be really good to have some automated comparison tool which is able to compare different types of ML software and so on and so forth. And the next thought was that I actually able to create something like that. Uh, that's how the ML hunt was born. Basically, uh, it's, it's essentially a global listing of the ML software vendors where you can apply different filters and, uh, find the most suitable type of the ML software for your institution. Um, on the top of that, uh, of course, we also provide independent advisory services, uh, and audit of the ML software, um, Right now, we're at the very early stage of our development, but uh, we already see that there is a significant demand for our services. So we're quite optimistic about the future.
1: I think this is a really great idea because you are you are right. There are so many softwares out there, and how can you choose the right one? It's it's really really difficult to make the right decision. And what if You know, it's not an easy decision because lots of finances are involved, no matter if it's a big or (laughs) small financial institution. Um, Can you please just tell us, do you work with the software providers as well? Do they contact you and say, hi, uh, or like we want to be on the um, EML hunt website? We do this, this, this. How it works if you are a software provider?
0: Uh, We do have some kind of cooperation with with ML software providers. Uh, Right now, uh, let's say, we're looking for the right way to arrange this cooperation because oftenly uh, they contact us uh, with the proposition of some advertising or maybe with the proposition to put them on the top of the listing, Mm -hmm. but it's not (laughs) how we see it yet. So... uh, Let's say this part of cooperation is under development now. Uh, In course of time, we receive more and more such uh, like letters and uh, applications from them. But uh, we didn't decide yet how uh, to put it in the right way because uh, Mm -hmm. the first and the foremost goal of our portal uh, is to help the users. And of course we don't want to prefer any solution. Uh, we don't want uh, to uh, be we don't want to be biased, let's say Exactly, that yeah. issue. So, so uh, definitely we will have some cooperation with the vendors, uh, but it's not that clear yet how we will put it in the practice.
1: This is great. I think this is really user oriented because um, of course, as a user, I don't want. Another website to just tell me about um the software that's promoted there, you know what I mean, so I think you did really well for turning them down at this point at this stage because you what you're offering is for the user um for them to be able to really compare different companies without being affiliated with them
0: yeah, 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 exactly. that's our goal. our goal is to provide the best service. our users and basically for the users of the software and the next step of course there could be some cooperation with the vendors but it's it's far from uh, our main goal let's say this way
1: and what would you say is most challenging when you were tasked to do that decision on uh, picking the right AML software vendor what were the biggest challenges difficulties that you faced
0: Well. I would say uh, that each and any institution which is looking for new ML software need to consider three basic criteria uh, while choosing the new software. Uh, These criteria are the nature of the institution's business, its size, and its complexity. Uh, Because, you know, there is is no rule uh, like one size fits all. And uh, you really need to assess your needs based on some material criteria, material characteristics of your institution. Uh, for, from my point of view, first and foremost, of course, uh, that ML software should be relevant to the nature of the business. For example, uh, you cannot expect that uh, the software suitable, for example, for insurance company, will cover the needs of the money transfer company. It's just different type of businesses. You have different transactions to cover. You have different QAC procedures and so on and so forth. So first and foremost, it's the type of business, the nature of business you do. Second thing is size of the institution because naturally the bigger the institution, the more sophisticated solution is required. However, it does not mean that sophisticated solutions have the same efficiency in case of large and small financial institutions. Vice versa, basically I saw in practice that a lot of of examples when the solution matching the need of the big corporation was totally totally inefficient in a small company. So second thing, you need to consider your size. And uh, the last, the third criteria, but not the least, is the complexity of the institution. It's important to differentiate uh, the complexity from the size because uh, there could be a large, let's say, retail bank, for example, but it serves, it's, it serves uh, retail customers only. So uh, it's big, but not complex from the AML point of view. On the other hand, there could be a smaller bank, but it provides all types of banking services, uh, including I don't know, asset management, trade finance, and so on and so forth. So this institution would be rather small, but its services are complex and it requires another type of AML software. Um, well, going back to your question, uh, the main challenge uh, actually is not on the side of, of the vendor. The main challenge uh, is to assess realistically your need based on these three criteria. And once you as a financial institution realizes what kind of institution you are, what is the nature of your business, size, complexity, then you can clearly see what type of software is suitable for you.
1: Yeah, that's really true. Uh, These were very good examples about the difference of the institutions. Like you can be a huge institution, but to have regional operations only like for the needs of that software. And um, technically on the website, do you have some kind of a questionnaire that helps me assess myself as an institution or as a person looking to buy a software, or I just how it works for the people that didn't visit, of course, the website yet?
0: Uh, okay, uh, on the website uh, we group. I say we created several groups of the criterias, based mm-hmm. on which uh, the potential user of the software can. Uh, can answer the questions and can choose the right type of the software. Uh, so the basic criteria is the type of a company you are. And, uh, we have several, uh, options here. The user can see if it is a bank, a fintech investment company, payment service provider, uh, and so on and so forth. That is the first step. Then, uh, you can take a look of what specialization of the vendor uh, you are looking for, um, because you know vendors uh, can uh, can have a quite broad or, on the other hand, quite narrow specialization. Some of them are specialized specialized in identity verification, and another in rec tech solutions, forensic technologies. Some trying to cover everything. So then you can uh, choose this. Uh, criteria of the specialization of the vendor you're looking for. Um, Then uh, considering the different uh, legal environment in different jurisdictions, we also introduced the criteria of the geography. You can use uh, your target geography or geography of your business. Is that European Union, North America, Middle East, uh, because always differs a little bit uh, in different jurisdiction. And different vendors also cover different jurisdictions. And basically, the vendor who who covers the European Union um, would not be suitable most probably for the Middle East, I don't know, for Asia. And uh, the last group of criteria is the solution type by itself. Uh, It's where you clearly decide what kind of solution do you need. Uh, For example, tool for the customer due diligence or tool, automated screening tool for detection, risk assessment. There is quite a long list of these solutions and each user can go through this list uh, just to be more clear about what is needed uh, for this particular institution.
1: That's fantastic and uh, because you have uh, an overview of both the compliance inside uh, the organization but also about the vendors, in your opinion should there be more solutions for compliance or there are already enough on the market and is there something missing to make the investigations better? What What is your opinion?
0: Well, you know, it's never enough basically. <laughs> <laughs> I will explain what I mean, because, you know, it's it's like asking if if there are enough smartphones on the market. Well, and actually, it's never enough as long as someone can provide you with a better, safer, I don't know, cheaper, safer smartphone. Uh, it's the same with the ML software. It's never enough as long as someone can develop more efficient software, more user-friendly software or uh the same software, but for the lower price. Uh, I think, I think uh, that this is normal market condition uh, when the vendors compete and they are trying to provide more uh, better solutions. And uh, of course, uh, the final user will uh, always look for the better choice. Uh, Moreover, uh, there are some areas from my point of view where tremendous growth is expected Uh, for example application of artificial intelligence application of big data for the aml investigations Mm -hmm. Uh, i think in these areas we're still on a very early stage of the development and i expect uh, a big growth in these areas and more and more solution uh, in the near future
1: yes that's true like we can see a lot of Report, for example, from the FATF focusing on new technology and solutions like AI, machine learning. Also, we have the European Central Bank focusing on uh, digitization and uh, as as well moving to, you know, more smarter systems. So for sure, there will be a lot of uh, space on the market for new and Interesting new, how to say, vendors, let, let's call them vendors, but also many, many various solutions. Um, and oftentimes, compliance people think that uh, AI will substitute them or they, they may lose their job. You know, I have heard such yeah. sentiments uh, from time to time. What do you think should be the new skills and maybe some advice on your side? That compliance people should focus
0: on. That is that is a really good question uh, because I just re- recently read one more article on this topic that really that there is a threat that artificial intelligence will replace all the people in the compliance area and so on and so forth. You know, a kind of ap- apocalyptical <laughs> <laughs> article about uh, artificial intelligence. Um, I think it's a really good question because, uh, you know, uh, it looks simple at the first glance because you can ask any headhunter about this and he can tell you or she can tell you what skills compliance people should focus on. Mm -hmm. Uh, A compliance person should have excellent analytical skills, be able to work with huge amounts of data, be attentive to details and so on and so forth. But, uh, You know, it's just a standard set of skills and you can apply the same list basically to any position. It's not specifically about compliance. Uh, But from my point of view, what's more important uh, is to be able to think outside of the box. Uh, Critical thinking, uh, ability to educate yourself constantly, Mm -hmm. ability to look at a different angle at the same situation. Uh, I think that if a person have these skills, so there is no way how the artificial intelligence can replace you. And those are the most important skills of a compliance person from my point of view, because the rest, this standard set of skills, it can be really substituted by artificial intelligence in course of time. Uh, but I think this ability to think outside of the box, this ability to have the critical thinking inside you, uh, this is uh, a purely uh, human nature ability and it's, it's, it's impossible to substitute it by the artificial intelligence.
1: Yes, I, I think this was a great advice, especially about continuous learning. If you want to be a good compliance professional, you really need to never stop learning because... The job demands it. Like the criminals, they're not just setting up one thing and you know, (laughs) I will launder the cash and that this type of cash and that that's it under this method. So that's why, since the crime is evolving, the regulations are evolving all the time and changing how can the compliance person just perform Google research, you know, mm-hmm. um, searching for a, an address on Google Maps or something like that. Not that that's not important, but this can be automated, right? You can get it mm-hmm. fast from the computer. You don't need to be good at searching in Google particularly. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I like that response about learning.
0: You're, you're um, right. You're right, exactly. I just maybe <laughs> like to add a very very short comment on this because you just mentioned about the criminals who are constantly evolving and that's true you know they are always half a step ahead of us and i think this is what the compliance person should keep in mind that a compliance person person should be trying to be half a step ahead of he or self <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's that's the main approach in this work you're just trying to be every day you're trying to be half step ahead of yourself and that's that's the main maybe uh advice from my side
1: yeah sometimes even criminals are, i wouldn't say half step but even three steps ahead <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. so yeah you you're absolutely right you have to strive to be better first of yourself the, each day and then you become better in what you do And um, because you're coming close to the end, what in your, in in compliance time, what we do at the end, we always ask a question about the future. Um, We covered now a little bit of the futuristic AI and how it's going to take some jobs, uh, but also other perspectives that you may want to share. And from your observations, um, what is the future of anti-financial crime and that in general, some trends, anything that you have seen in the space?
0: Um, okay. Uh generally, I see two main trends right now. First and the foremost, I expect further enhancement of the ML regulation throughout the world. Um considering uh, considering that this trend started several years ago at Uh, this trend is just getting stronger, I think that we will see more enhancement of the ML regulation. We will see more sophisticated regulation in the near future. And that is obviously mean uh, more ML obligations for the regulated entities. And the second trend, um, which is basically a response to the first one, is further development of the ML software, especially, again, as I already mentioned, especially artificial intelligence field and big data solutions, reg tech solutions, Uh, because, uh, you know, the cost of compliance for the institution are skyrocketing. And to be able, because, let's say, let's say it, uh, in an honest way, each financial institution uh, wants to make money. That's the purpose why they are on the market. Uh, because their purpose is not to make compliance. Their purpose is to make money. And the compliance cost is such huge expense in the recent uh, recent years. So I believe there will be huge trend of automation. And we just... Uh, we are just at the beginning uh, of this stage of the development. Um, on, the, on the other hand, I uh, also expect some consolidation of the ML software market. Uh, I think there will be uh, the, or there will not be that many vendors in, let's say, five or seven years. The best will take the biggest portions of the market and the rest will quit. But you know, that is the natural trend for any market. Uh, so three things, basically. Yeah, the, first, the first one is the enhancement of the regulation. The second one is uh, further developments of the software. And the third one is consolidation of the uh, ML software, mar- software markets. That's how I see it now.
1: Those are really interesting predictions and uh, we'll speak about them in a couple of years uh, we'll come back <laughs> but now for a final can you please tell us how people can reach you uh how they can find you uh, and um i will include the links to aml hunt in the show notes
0: yeah thank you sure well you can reach me through our website which is amlhunt.com uh, through the contact forum or you can find me on the linkedin i'm open to communication to connection and uh, hopefully, hopefully our startup will serve a lot of people, a lot of organization. And hopefully, which is basically our main goal, our mission, hopefully we will make uh, ML more efficient. And uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, we will make the world a better place through our mm-hmm. startup
1: thank you thank you so much and um, best of luck for aml hunt i am sure it will succeed because the idea is great so um and what you're doing is also great so um we'll speak very soon again to to check on your predictions and for now thank you again very much for your time
0: thank you denisa thank you for having me here and it was really nice to talk to you
1: Thank you for listening to Compliance Time. If you like this episode, remember to give us a five-star review on your platform. You can also support our work on Buy Me A Coffee. Don't forget to subscribe on our website for the monthly newsletter and check out our blog. Bye-bye.